This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 160 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you. It's an all-star break edition of Brewers on Tap. We'll get into what the crew did in the all-star game in just a few moments. Brewers in the first half, the quote-unquote first half, at 47 and 44. They're a half game back of the Cubs in the NL Central, and the NL Central is bunched up. When you look at the standings in the NL Central, a closer race, first through fifth than it is first to second in any other division in baseball right now. Cubs at 47 and 43, a half game up on the Brewers. St. Louis, two games back of the Cubs. Pirates, two and a half games back of the Cubs. And the Reds, four and a half games back of the Chicago Cubs. So four and a half games separate first place to last place in the NL Central. NL East, Atlanta has a six game lead over second place, Washington. NL West, the Dodgers have a 13 and a half game lead over second place, Arizona. AL East, Yankees have a six and a half game lead over Tampa Bay. AL Central, Twins with a five and a half game lead over second place, Cleveland. And in the AL West, Houston has a seven and a half game lead over second place, Oakland. So this is going to be the division that everybody's paying close attention to in the, again, quote-unquote, second half of the season. The Brewers, again, 47-44, and 44, probably haven't played their best baseball yet. That's the good news. Certainly a team that could get on a big run in the second half, and everything is right there. They're right in the mix, right in the thick of things. Great shot still to defend that NL Central title. Now, let's... Put a little bit of perspective uh, in it. Let's put a little bit of history to these numbers. In 2018, the Brewers actually played in 2018. They played 98 games in the first half uh, of the season before the All-Star break. The All-Star break came a week later last year. So for apples to apples comparison, we're going to back up a little bit before the All-Star game and say through game 91. Brewers have played 91 games and it 91 games a year ago, the Brewers were 54 and 37. So they were 17 games above 500 a year ago at this time. Seven games better than they are now if you go by, you know, games, uh, 40, 47 to 54 um, wins this year compared to last year. Now, they played 72 games the rest of the way because there was a game 163. So they went 42 and 30 over the same time period as what the Brewers have left in 2019. Now, I'm just kind of giving you some educated guesses. If they can go 42 and we'll have to say 29, unless there's another game 163, if they can go 42 and 29, 
the rest of the way, I think that probably gives the Brewers a pretty good shot to win the Central again. 42-29 and 29 would give the Brewers 89 wins. I think 89 wins in this division this year is going to give you a great shot to win it. Certainly 43 and 20, you'd go to 43 and 28, right? 43 and 28, I think. I think 90 definitely can win you the division this year in the NL Central. So uh, the first half behind you, if you can capture that second half magic that the Brewers captured last year, you're in a good spot and you're in a good position to keep going. Now, the Brewers probably will add some pieces over the next couple of weeks. What they add, it's hard to tell. Uh, we'll have to wait and see as the trade deadline continues to approach. But that also could help this team play um, at a different level in the second half. Lineup in pretty good shape. Uh, again, maybe the most offense from this lineup still out there for it. Jesus Aguilar showing some good signs before the All-Star break. Eric Thames giving the Brewers some better production at first base. Clearly, we know that Christian Yelich getting things done. Lorenzo Kane with four days off for the All-Star break. He was already starting to swing it a little bit better going into the All-Star break. He could be a guy that takes his game to another level in the second half. So it's exciting, and I think we'll see what the Brewers are able to do. But that gives you a little bit of a historical perspective on last year winning the NL Central, what they did in the quote-unquote second half, and over that same amount of games this year, what we might need to see from the Brewers. Here's what we have for you coming up on the podcast. We're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff, who pitched in the All-Star game on Tuesday night. Uh, we're going to talk to him. We got a chance to catch up with him on Sunday after he was named to the All-Star game to talk about what this means to him. You're going to hear that conversation. And then we're going to have a first half retrospective, so to speak, with Brewers General Manager David Stearns. So that is what's coming up for you on the podcast this week. Should be fun. Hope you will enjoy those two conversations. Here's what the Brewers did in the All-Star game on Tuesday night. The American League won that All-Star game for to three. Brewers in it, Christian Yelich. He went 0 for 2 with a strikeout uh, leading off for the National League and, of course, getting the start. And he started in left field uh, on Tuesday night. Other Brewers that played in the game, Mike Moustakis, he came into the contest in replace of Nolan Arnato. He went 0 for 2. Yasmani Grandal went 0 for 1 with a walk. And then Brandon Woodruff pitched in the game. He threw two thirds of an inning, gave up a hit and a run and a walk. He was able to induce a double play. That was a big deal for Brandon Woodruff to kind of minimize the damage for him in that inning. So that's what the Brewers did in the All Star game. Of course, Josh Hader decided not to participate. He had a little bit of a back issue. He was there and a part of the festivities, but he did not pitch in the game for the National League. So that is the All-Star game. Of course, Christian Yelich did not participate in the Home Run Derby. And now the Brewers get set for the San Francisco Giants coming to town this weekend. Let's begin with our conversations. And a very excited Brandon Woodruff was willing to sit down with me and talk about what it meant to be an All-Star this year. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go on again for Ryan Braun! to catch up with the crew. Brewers on Tap continues with Brewers All-Star Brandon Woodruff. Man, that feels good to say. How exciting is that for you? Uh, pretty exciting. Um, you know, I knew uh, kind of there, there could have been a you know an outside chance with, uh, you know, maybe some of the guys who threw here in the last couple of days. So um, just to kind of hear the news yesterday was pretty special. So, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, getting to Cleveland and, uh, you know, doing all the festivities and, and the game. 
And the way you heard it was from Lorenzo Kane. Kind yeah. of a cool way that uh, that all went down. Take us through that. Yeah, um, you know, uh, sitting in the in the cafeteria and, and eating some food, and um, you know, they called a meeting, and um, you know, kind of suspected, didn't really know for sure, but kind of kind of thought something was up. And then uh, you know, once you know, Craig told Lorenzo to come up and speak. I thought, well. He's just going to give a motiv- you know motivational speech to finish out the first half strong, which that's what he was doing at first, and then uh, you know at the end he kind of you know just kind of flipped the switch, I guess, and and then uh, you know oh by the way yeah oh by the way and uh, you know announced that that I made the All Star team, so it was pretty cool. Are you going to be jealous watching the home run derby? You you could probably get in there and take some hacks. Nah, you know I'll, it'll, it'll be fun just to get at, you know get there and, and watch it and enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need to be out there. I, I might try to do a little too much and hurt myself. <laughs> but no, it, it'll be fun um, just to get out there and, and enjoy that, and um, you know, watch it with my teammates. You and I have talked a bunch of times over the course of the season about the way you've developed and and the two seamer and the yeah. changeup and everything else. From a confidence standpoint, what did the postseason last year do for you? Because you you were pretty dominant in the postseason, yeah. and it really feels like that's carried over. I think um, that's probably you know one of the more important things that that happened just you know that september and then um you know pitching in october pitching in some big games some big innings and i think uh just having success there kind of going into the offseason just gives you the confidence to you know know that hey i can i can do this at the highest level and um you know coming into this year into spring i try to just you know be consistent with what i was doing last year and then tried to keep it going and uh, you know so far it's um so far, it's you know been pretty good, but I, I you know I still think that I can uh, do some little things a little bit better to to be even better. So, as hitters adjust to you, what what have you learned about the way hitters are trying to adjust to you, yeah. and have you had to change how you attack them um, as the season's gone along? Yeah, you know I've kind of noticed you know the last few outings, um, these teams, especially the Pirates, they're really aggressive, and uh, Cincinnati the other day, just kind of they're they're trying to jump on me real quick. Um, you know, because I'm I use my fastball a lot. Um, you know, I think uh, they come out, they they try to try to get me in the first couple of pitches. So I think uh, you know once I identify that and and see that, I think I, you know change the game plan a little bit with how I kind of want to use my stuff. So um, that's kind of been one of the adjustments or one of the things I've seen. You know, as the season's kind of progressed and seen these teams a few few times, they've they've tried to you know jump on me pretty quick. So uh, you know, I've just had to adjust you know to that. Back to the All-Star game, you get to go with a group of guys yeah. that, that you've played with, that you're friends with. Mm-hmm. That that has to make it a little bit more special, right? I mean, Josh Hader's not going to yeah. pitch, but he's going to be there too. Yeah. And and obviously Christian Yelich and Mike Moustakis and Yasmani Grandal, that just has to be a really special thing to share that with everybody. Yeah, it's um, it, it, it certainly, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, and some of these guys, they, they've, they've got multiple under their belt, so they've been there and... Um, They've done everything, and I think you know that's a huge help with just kind of how you know things are, are, are run. And I, you know, I've um, asked some questions, you know, to a couple of them, um, and you know they've helped me out. And uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun, you know, being being five of us there. And I, you know, think just having a big big group of us is uh, this says a lot about our team. Brandon, we appreciate. It. Congratulations again, man. Yep, thank you. Very excited, Brandon Woodruff, and I'm really happy for him that he was able to get himself into the All-Star game. Very deserving, and there's just not a nicer guy in baseball than Brandon Woodruff. David Stearns agreed to sit down with me and talk a little bit about the first half and maybe what he'll be looking for over the next couple of weeks as the trade deadline approaches. 
He is always a busy man. We always appreciate him taking the time to talk with us. And he is going to have a busy couple of weeks on the horizon. Let's break it down. Brewers on Tap continues with Brewers General Manager David Stearns. We're at the, the quote-unquote halfway point. We're a little bit past that. But um, all things considered, when you look back on the first half, right in the mix, uh, right where you want to be in terms of uh, the NL Central. And now you get ready for that stretch run over the second half. That's right. I think from a standings perspective, we are right where we want to be, right where we expect it to be from a standings perspective, from a, a, a consistency of play perspective. Um, we have some work to do, and we're all very aware of that. I think the, the clubhouse is very aware of that, that the, uh, the consistency and to some extent lack thereof of performance over the first half um, probably doesn't get us to where we want to go this year. So um, the break is coming at a good time. Uh, it'll allow guys to reset. Um, allow some of our banged up guys to, to get a few days off and uh, it'll be an exciting second half um, I anticipate we're gonna we're gonna play well in the second half and uh, we should have a fun uh, a fun go of it when you look in that clubhouse you have so many guys that have proven their worth over the years so you, you can look in that clubhouse right now and say we have the pieces to get hot and go on a big run um, but at the same time, there's ways you can complement that and, and help that group out a little bit. How do you balance those two things, knowing you have a clubhouse filled with great talent that has the ability probably on its own to, to go on a big run, um, but at the same time you want to give them every chance they, they possibly can to be successful? I think it probably starts with an evaluation of, of what we have internally. That's, that's always an ongoing process. Um, we're always trying to learn about ourselves, learn about our team, understand what we do well and where we can improve and and then over the next couple weeks um, there are obviously lots of discussions uh, we'll, we'll certainly be active in those discussions um, we're gonna we're gonna look to improve the team if we can we, we also understand that um, some of that improvement is gonna come from within and, and internally so it is a balance as you said and uh, and we'll have to see how it plays out over the next three weeks everybody always asks about starting pitching in the trade deadline you get that question all the time obviously uh, how much does Gio Gonzalez and his health and his ability to get back into the rotation impact all of that outlook? I think it's important, and, and Gio um, is is inching his way um, towards that. We think he's making progress, probably still a couple weeks away, but we know from what he did last year and, and what he had done when healthy this year that he can be a really impactful guy in our rotation. He can help stabilize things. He takes pressure off of some of the guys around him. And, uh, and we need that. And, and so um, his return, uh, we think, will be impactful. David Stearns is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Uh, Brandon Woodruff gets named to the All-Star team, which is just such a great thing. I know everybody in that clubhouse is so excited for him, and he has earned it. Uh, what a we Just talking about starting pitching, it, it's crazy to think where you'd be without him right now with the, his ability every five days to take the ball and go deep into games as well. It's been really important, and, and he... Uh, in large parts of the season has carried our staff and he's been extremely reliable and consistent. This is a recognition that he certainly deserves. We're all really happy for him. He's put a lot of work to get into this place and and the progress he has made personally from September through the postseason last year, through spring training and into the regular season this year has been really remarkable and he's worked really hard and um, he should be happy about it. Our coaching staff should be happy about it. A lot of people have, have done a lot of work to get him to where he is today. Take me through the next couple of weeks because as the deadline approaches, you've got the all-star break, and, and you guys do a lot of your homework. It's not you just start 
<laughs> digging into this over the next couple of days. But what are the next couple of weeks like? How much sleep realistically will you and your, your front office get as you get ready for July 31? It's active and, and there are always conversations and generally they, they go in ebbs and flows. They'll generally accelerate as you get closer to the deadline. This is a, a deadline-driven industry. We, we seem to make decisions very close to deadlines, and, and that's no different uh, when we're talking about trade activity this time of year. So it's busy. It's a fun time of year for us. Um, you know, as you get closer to the deadline, sleep is probably a little bit more at a premium, but um, we're, we're, we're happy to do it, and um, we look forward to having those discussions. Do you have any feel for how one deadline is going to impact all of this versus how it used to be? We'll have to see. I, I imagine there's going to be increased activity, um, especially right up at the deadline. There may be some, a few more minor deals than we've seen in years past because those complementary types of deals, which used to take place with regularity in August, will no longer be available. It's something we've, we've discussed a lot, and, and uh, I do think it, it may increase activity a little bit at the deadline. One final question. Mauricio Dubon uh, is up for the first time in his career. When he gets on the field, he'll be the first Honduran-born player to play in Major League Baseball. Really cool story, and I know you guys are excited about the journey that he's taken to get here. He's had a lot of adversity the last two years. He has. It's, it's, it's a great story for him personally. Um, it's a, a really a testament to our medical staff as well that he's gotten back to this point. He, he, he went through a, a really challenging injury last year when he was on the verge of getting called up. He then had a, another challenge um, this spring training with some digestive issues, and he's battled all of it, and he deserves to be here. Um, I know it's going to be a really excited and warm reception in that clubhouse for him, and, and he deserves that. David, we appreciate it. Try to enjoy a little bit of family time over the All-Star break. Appreciate it. Thank you. Checking in on the farm. Okay, quick check on the farm in Class A. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers sit at 42 and 45 on the year. The big news for the Timber Rattlers was big news for the Mudcats. As Bryce Tarang, last year's first-round draft pick, not even 20 years old yet, he has been promoted to High A Carolina, and he has been in the mix for the Carolina Mudcats over the first couple of nights in High A, and uh, he is yet to collect his first High A hit, but he has drawn a couple of walks, which is good news for Bryce Tarang, and I know everybody excited to see him continue to develop in the Brewers organization. Tristan Lutz has been hot lately. He's hitting 248 now. The power numbers have been good for Tristan Lutz as well. Mario Feliciano continues to hit it at a very high clip. He's up to 271 now with his batting average. And of course, Peyton Henry has been going good here recently too. He's got his average up to 250 as Peyton Henry, uh, a lot of power, 10 home runs for him on the season. He had four RBIs the other night, uh, encouraging stuff obviously from Peyton Henry. When you look at um, AA Biloxi, the Shuckers sitting at uh, 51 and 39 now on the year. Trey Shupak delivered another gem again the other night. He is definitely in line to potentially be the Southern League Pitcher of the Year. He's going to be right in position as well to be the Brewers Minor League Pitcher of the Year. He'll be in that conversation. The Brewers are going to have quite a few different candidates in that regard, along with Noah Zavolos, 
Um, he certainly has a claim to that. Aaron Ashby's probably in that conversation as well. Um, but there's some really good, kind of under-the-radar pitching prospects right now performing at a high level for the crew. But the Shuckers are 51-39 and 39 on the year. Uh, Class AAA San Antonio, well, they are in their uh, all-star break currently. Uh, but uh, they had a handful of All-Stars. A couple of them are up with the crew right now, Tyler Saladino and Keston here. David Freitas uh, was also a Pacific Coast League All-Star along with Jay Jackson. But the Missions have a two-game lead right now over Round Rock in the American Southern Division of the Pacific Coast League. They are 54-36 and 36 on the year. Trent Grisham's played very well since getting promoted up to San Antonio, and he talking about players of the year he's going to be in position to be the brewers minor league player of the year he is going to have a very good claim on that as long as he finishes the season strong so some good stuff happening down on the farm right now for the brewers drew smiley the brewers signed him to a minor league deal uh, a couple of uh, about a week ago and he has performed well in his one start four innings and gave up one run that was a, a good sign certainly for him and uh, travis shaw starting to show some signs of life as well and that's a good thing as he is down in AAA trying to get himself right he has his average up to 231 but remember he had a really tough start there had a two home run night the other day he's now driven um in five on the year uh in 16 games so still trying to get himself right uh, but he's getting closer, and hopefully he'll have some more good, positive results over the next couple of weeks and get himself back in position. Remember, Aaron Perez now in AAA as well after he cleared waivers and was outrighted by the Brewers to San Antonio. So those are some of the things going on with the San Antonio missions. All right, let's check out what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Here is what's coming up for the Brewers. This weekend, the San Francisco Giants in town. Friday, a 7-10 start. That is a five-county Friday. And Saturday is a 6-15 start against the Giants. We're talking about that Brewers coupon book. The first 25,000 fans ticketed 18 and plus receive a Brewers coupon book featuring a variety of special offers and savings. And that's also a community night ticket package. Serviceros night, if you purchase that special ticket package you receive a service arrows sugar skull bobblehead presented by aurora healthcare then sunday that's a 110 start kids run the bases after the game cecil cooper replica jersey presented by u.s cellular that is the giant series coming up and then of course the braves come into town monday tuesday and wednesday as well it's going to do it for us and episode number 160 of rulers on tap have a great rest of your all-star break we will talk to you again soon next week from Miller Park as the crew continues that homestand. I'm Lane Middle. Have a great one, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 